The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show, the after show. The after show. TSA. It's the after show, Barrett's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TSA. 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 The show after? The after show. The after that would show be of TAS. <laughs> you, you dyslexic individual. Oh, wow. <laughs> TSA is something else. Yes, yes it is. That would be TAS. Can we do anything with that? I don't think so. <clears throat> anyway, um, was the end of the cigar world. Maybe a little depressing for some people to understand, but. Uh, 2020 comes along, and you should do what I'm doing, which is stock up on cigars, because yeah. I believe the price is going to go up dramatically. Yeah. What I'm seeing right now is quite the opposite. Cigars are on sale, and that's because cigar companies are pulling out, getting out. Um, there's lots of bad stuff going on. We talked about it in a, in a previous episode, but uh, now is the time to stock up. I'm doing it, and... Um, I've been pretty good uh, in the past with... uh, And to get political for a second, having lived in New York, if Michael Bloomberg got the nomination, don't vote for him, because if you think this is bad, it will get even worse. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the money to win the nomination if he wants, but I don't think he goes any further than that, but... We'll see. So I promised you uh, some mailbags. We got a ton of them, and apologies to everybody who writes. We do care, and we want you to write to us, um, but there's been a lot of uh, issues we had to get to, and we don't, don't get to enough mailbags. So we're going to do it on this whole af- after show, and next week's show is going to be stockpiled with it. We have no Barry on the show, so uh, it'll just be us, and uh, we can throw Barry's opinion in because he won't be here. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> so the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page, and Brian writes, I really like Barry on the show, but... Could have hmm. saved this for when he wasn't when he was here, so we could talk As about a him fan, back. I'm sick of listening to him beg you to end the show every week. If you don't want to be on anymore, then just stop. It's insulting to those of us who always look forward to it and hear him talk constantly about how badly he wants it to end. On another note, even though it might not be their birthdays, you should do a classic three-way featuring people who were influential in the cigar industry. You could do a cross-marketing segment where you pair the best snack authority snacks with cigars. Thanks for your continued effort. Brian Meredith, it's, Redondo Beach, Is California. this show almost over? Why? I don't know. I just try to take the heat off Barry by oh, saying, nice. you know, I'd like to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the industry, yeah. and it, it's long. 
the show's two hours long, and then the after show that comes after there, thank you, Skip Martin, for extending it even further than it is. Yeah, that was a nice little F you from him. That was good. He, 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 uh, he makes us work for it. He does. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. But Brian does make a point. Well, the fact that if I don't want to be here, I did my job well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't think your job is to aggravate people. (laughs) That's my job (laughs) with my very existence. And you do a good job. Thank you. you. (laughs) He he excels. (laughs) So uh, Bob has an issue with the cigars selected for contenders. Ah, I want to hear this. Yeah, I knew these were going to come through the contact us page. the, The thought process on Saturday's episode. Dave told you that you are not, uh, you are the only one who noticed that the Aladino Corojo Reserva wasn't a contender. When I read the contender email on Saturday before I viewed the second hour, the first thing I noticed, he did second hour. I think he's making fun of you, <laughs> but I, did, I, I read it as second. I'm sorry. It's second hour. The first thing I noticed was the not absence. Not first, but second. Second. Well, I think it's actually toost. Toost. <laughs> <laughs> Because Dave messed that up, that show. Uh, the first thing I noticed was the absence of the Corojo Reserve. It's truly a shame it didn't make the top seven. There's so much flavor and smoothness in that stick. I've purchased singles of this smooth. cigar. I don't know about smooth, but go ahead. The I've regular's much smoother. Uh, well, everybody has a different definition yeah, of smooth. All right. Uh, Singles of this cigar so often that I just bought a box and will be enjoying it in my regular rotation. Thank Great. you, Mr. Jonathan. I value your recommendations and expect to hear many more of them since you and Barron's and a letter from a hero convinced Dave to continue the podcast. You guys rock. Bob from Indiana. Bob, uh, you're, you're 100% right that it is a great cigar. It's fantastic. But great. it's limited production. Yeah, absolutely. It's 200 boxes a month. Um, 400 a month. 400 a month. Well, Jonathan Nationwide. Smoked, yeah, and Jonathan and we, smokes 200. And we can't get all we want, nor can any retailer. And it's the more people that learn about the cigar, the hotter it is ha- to get. The hotter it is, and they're not going to up production. And we had to talk about that. And uh, that's it. So, you know, the criteria is the criteria of it based on that. If, if that being said, went away. All the cigars would become different because somebody puts out a special limited release of something that there's only so much of this tobacco and so much, and, and they make great cigars, and the shame of it is it goes away, and that's the end of it. So uh, it, can't, it can't be in there, and uh, it is a great cigar that can't be in there. So hey, yeah, it, just, it just missed one of the criteria. It yeah. hit all the yes, others, but it missed one. That's the way it is. Uh, Nestor, I'm sorry. The to- topic is Nestor Miranda. This is tracker writing. Uh, all I have to say is I never thought I would hear of a Latin American cigar brand owner with a passion for hunting. Nestor Miranda is a badass. <laughs> yeah, he After is. hearing his portion of the podcast, I decided that if I got to sit down with one person from the industry and have a cigar with them, it would be Nestor. Also, every cigar that has been in the care package from his brand has been great. Thanks for the awesome podcast. Signed, Tracker Gift. He's been in the care. He's been in uh, Cigar of the Year. Up a couple of times, never never actually won the Cigar of the Year, but this is a great one that he has in the contenders, um, and Ness has been around a long time. They, we call him the most interesting man in, in the cigar stars, industry yeah. because he is very, very interesting. And what you see from him isn't an act. It's who he is. Absolutely yeah. who he is. So uh, we're going to have him back. Uh, he promised he would, 
And we're going to get into how he made it in the cigar industry. What an interesting story. And he said enough years have passed that he can talk about it because he was on a, a you know, he ended up getting millions and millions of dollars um, in the industry and really made him. He was a small little guy struggling and became very wealthy and very successful um, due to what happened in the cigar industry. So wait till you hear that story. I mean, there's a lot of stories he has, but he's going to end up uh, probably sharing for the first time uh, that story with people uh, not in the know when, when it happened. So it'll be really good. All right. <clears throat> Alex writes about the torch. Hello, authorities and Mr. Johnny. I might actually just crumple this up. Right <laughs> yeah, I like this guy. <clears throat> Congratulations on 500, and I have a quick question. In previous episodes, you've mentioned how you felt the torch was passed on to you by Dog Watch many years ago. My question is, do you plan to pass the torch on yourselves? If so, to whom? I know the ash holes seem the most obvious, but nowadays there are so many podcasts slash vodcast choices out there. Some are great, some are terrible, and some are just a bunch of hacks smoking cigars, etc., Anyways, great job, and I hope it continues, ATB. Well, wow. we, we don't get to pick who the torch goes to. Right. They have to do more yeah. episodes than we write. And there up. is a Cigar Hacks, mm -hmm. that they call themselves Cigar Hacks, and you got guys out there banging out two a week. Sometimes and, more. Yeah. So, uh, yes, we can get caught, for sure. We, we might lose the torch. We could get caught while still yeah. operating our show, because some people are putting out... Two well, or more a week? Two a week, it's going to still take 10 years to catch us. Will it no. Not? No, it would take five years. Five years. And if they no, we're going to continue doing shows, though. Ah, so, okay, so seven, seven and, and a half. half. <laughs> That's the math on that. But they'll skip. Can so. we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> yup. In terms of hours of content, though, I mean... I don't... Well, there, there's somebody who does longer than two-hour yeah. shows, but We I do don't two a week. Because we get the after show. That goes up as a podcast. If they're going to count short shows, then we get to count this one. Yeah, there's some people that put four-minute, six-minute shows together. Some people go through the night with their podcast. <laughs> right, right. What? Dave knows. He's been on a podcast that went, how yeah. long? Three, three cigar, plus? Cigar Coop. Um, oh, with, yeah. It's called um, Primetime. And... Um, He's banging them out. He's banging them out, and he, some of his shows go three hours long. I went. I was going roller skating on a Thursday night. Dave was on the pod, on his podcast, so yeah. I'm listening to it on my way into the rink. <laughs> I put my out. skates on. I'm jamming around for a couple of hours, and I come back out, and I, I'm like, "How is the show still on? <laughs> yeah. My phone just automatically connects I'll to the I'll car. Tell you, he, work, he works very hard. Oh, yes, that he does. Show that's a good show. I never miss it. Yeah. And I wish he didn't put out so many because <laughs> if he puts out two that week, it's it could be two three hour shows and it's six hours. It's and, a lot of time yeah, commitment. Yeah. So they, all these guys that do this, they they deserve a pat on the back and a high praise for it's good for our industry yeah. and uh, what could hold. If you listen to last week's show on Saturday show, it could be the end of them. Uh, it could be you know, and nobody ever catches us. I don't want that. Then to we happen. keep the torch right. forever. Right. I don't want the torch, though. Let somebody beat us if they want to do it. But we're going to keep going. We're going until at least June, July or whatever, yeah. and probably keep going. I don't know, but I'll, we'll watch these guys fade, and maybe Ed's gone, too. I'll be doing it myself behind the keyboard <laughs> whatever. Wouldn't be the first time. I'll train you before I go. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. You can't do it. 
I'm just saying. I'll hire somebody. All right. I'm just saying you can't do it. <laughs> you can't do the board and the show. It's too much. Too much. Right. Have you ever done a show by yourself yet? I did the show a bunch of times myself, but with a producer. With um, uh, Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck was the producer. We, we did one where you were solo, uh, the cigar aficionado first. The first magazine where you just read the magazine. Ah, that's right. Me and Ed did one by myself, but having the producer. I did one. I started one by myself early on, and it was because David called in sick very last minute, and I had his notes and his paperwork, and I ran out of stuff in about 30 minutes. (laughs) So I had to pull uh, Mike Havey Jr. onto the show, and we talked, and I think we ended the show early, but... Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it's, it's not, not easy. easy. That's why I say when you see somebody pull off a three-hour show, let me tell you, you got to have content and you got to be ready to be able to do this. So hats off to all of them that do it. Uh, even the guys that end up doing short little 10-minute blurps and stuff, it's there's work that goes on, goes in. It's not as easy as it looks. No. If, if you think it is, come on up uh, to Studio 21. We'll set you up with your own podcast. It's not that easy. All right. Uh, Vincenzo writes, a cigar dilemma. I have to cough. <coughs> His name should be pronounced Vincenzo. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It is. <laughs> I have been smoking cigars for two years now, and when I started, I bought two journals to keep all the bands and write down notes. I've nearly filled these two journals, totaling 204 cigars. My issue and is- And how long? That's two years. Two years, 204. He's doing an average of two cigars a day. Yeah. Which is two cigars good. A, which is real good. No, it's three hundred and sixty-five days a year. So oh, we're doing two cigars a week. He's a doing week, two a week. Yeah. A week. Not oh. good. Step up your game. Pal. Yeah. <laughs> My issue, in quotes, is these two hundred and four cigars have all been different. I've only smoked the same cigar twice, on less than ten occasions, and I've never smoked the same cigar three times or more. Because and because of this, I have a couple of questions. Yeah. How long do you smoke cigars before you found a go-to? And do I continue to try different cigars or slow down and go back through the journals and smoke cigars that really stood out? Lastly, would it be worth my time to go back through the journals and smoke the cigars I didn't like yeah. initially yes. to see if my palate has changed? 100%. I always give it twice. Yes. I always give it yep. twice. Yeah. If he's smoking two a week, make one of them a new one and then revisit the journal cigars. Yeah. You can't have OCD when it comes to cigar smoking. You can't not repeat You've got to, the ones that I I think where you're only smoking two a week, it's a little bit of a waste to go back and re-smoke the ones you didn't like. Right. So go and revisit the ones you did like because you your goal as a cigar smoker is to find that cigar that speaks to you like Atabay speaks to Dave or Byron speaks to me. And I'd love to look through the journal and tell him what he likes. Because we would know by looking, sure. oh, I like this one, I like this one. You know what well, I think like? he could do it, look through it and see what he liked. But I think this kind of sums up also a problem that the industry has right now. There's not a lot of brand loyalty. Yeah. You know, back when I started smoking, I was loyal to Padron for a long time. I, I think the beauty of cigar smoking is not to be brand loyal. The guy that smokes the same thing every day is missing the whole thing. Well, I'm not saying smoke it every cigar every time the same cigar but there are cigars that i've smoked consistently for months at a time this guy never bought a box of cigars in his life mm-hmm. ever never bought a box of cigars wow your first box of cigars that's a big deal yeah it's a big deal I'll remember that forever yeah yeah 
So find the one you think you like the best. Buy, yeah, you, a, buy yeah. a whole box of them and continue your patent on a new cigar every week. And No, I can't afford to smoke Byron's every day. Even with my discount, I just can't afford to do it. So the one that I like, I like that Corojo Reserve. So I smoke one of those in the morning because now I know I like it. And then I try something. Strong cigar that, for the morning, man. Why do you do that? I just I go stronger and then milder as yeah. the day goes long. I find but myself doing that. I then I go and that's we have, why you can't do Connecticut anymore. That's bullshit. Because you're smoking strong cigars <laughs> at the beginning, and then you say there's nothing to this. I smoke a Connecticut first thing in the morning, and I'm no, left you don't. unsatisfied. Well, then you have another cigar. No, no. I'm, I smoke what I I know I like. This is going to set my palate for the day. I know I like this. It's my enjoyment. I'm here so early. It's me and Ed Sullivan. You're, you're blowing it. You're, you're blowing, blowing it. No. <laughs> this you is what this, I like. You smoke the same thing every day. You're, you're missing the whole thing of cigar smoking. Well, I haven't been able to finish because you keep interrupting me, telling me how wrong I am. Yes. After I smoke that cigar, I go to, we have our tables that are set up that have what's new on it. Yeah. And I work my way through what's new. I've gone through a couple of times. And I have my other cigars that are starting to come into my but rotation. But then, every, then everything is competing against the cigar that you know you like. That's how everybody smokes cigars. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. Thanks, and there's Ed nothing Sullivan. you can do about there's it. There's nothing you can do about it, Dave. Well, the bumper's actually called Dave's Right. Whatever. So, but it, as far as his other question, how long did it find you, uh, or how long did it take you to find your go-to? I think that varies a lot by people. I mean, we know some of the old timers who probably tried three cigars and then have smoked the same cigar for thirty years. Yeah, you know? and the same cigar for thirty years it's is not, not the, the same, same cigar. cigar. Yeah, yeah. I was on a kick for the longest time on Partagas way back in the day. Uh, Cameroon, and it was great. And we only had carried five, six brands at the time. And that was of the best that I had. And my brother smoked Huy de Monterey, and that's what he liked, and that was it. And I smoked the other four brands that we ended up having and go back to that. And, and then all of a sudden, the next thing comes out, and we start adding yeah. things on. And So my go-to changes over time. And working in a cigar store with 1,100 different choices in here, you know, it's... You, you work in a restaurant, they have a giant menu. You're going to eat the same thing every single day? I think not. No, but you, could, you do. You, you could work in a restaurant that has a thousand different things, and you eat the same thing every day. You could track employee pur <clears throat> purchases. Yeah. I'm sure if you look online for three months, holy crap, he smoked a lot of brand Y, and then after three months, it stops. So I find something yeah. to latch on to, but it's just not long term. Yeah. I just like I, I like to start my day with especially Do it. We're, do it. We're we're going I'm trying to help our, you out our but, computer. But, but you know better than nonsense. Me. So you do it your way. I will. All right. And I do. Okay. Well There's that's nothing you can do about it. That's settled. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that you do things the way you feel they should be done. Yeah. Doesn't improve. Mr. Type stay, A personality he stays over here. The same way all the judging time. Yeah. me based on my Type A personality, whatever. Uh, Pat writes, "Bad taste in my mouth," which Dave just gave me. I'm gonna have to smoke an Aladino to get it out of it. <laughs> Wondering if I could get some advice. I recently started smoking more cigars from five a week to fifteen to twenty easy. Wow, did we get you on the email list? <laughs> after, <laughs> after a week or so, I got this thrush-like burn in my mouth. And if I eat spicy foods, yikes. Wow. Do you know what I may have or do you have a solution? 
usually the opposite happens, that you smoke a lot of cigars, and now you, you, you want more spicy food, more salt and pepper in your food. It, it's right. like cover, is, covering up. I know exactly what's going on there, I think. I'm not a doctor, <clears throat> but... That would be Jonathan. I've had this happen to me, and it was early on in my cigar smoking. I was smoking way too fast. And yep. if you smoke multiple cigars too fast, you yep. end up with a scent, what pipe smokers would call pipe bite yep. okay. or tongue bite. So you end up with that in your mouth. And it is exacerbated if you are hole punching your cigar or if you're using a V cutter that is a very shallow V because now you're pulling all the smoke into a very small chamber and it's blowing right into one spot on your tongue. I've had that happen. Now, right. I don't know if that's exactly so what that open is. Open it up with a guillotine cutter. Open up the cigar and try to smoke a little s- much slower. slower. Much yeah, slower. If you take them one and two puffs a minute, you're smoking too fast. And even that, or even, pushing it. Even every 45 seconds yeah. or so. Not saying you let the cigar go out, but really slow down your smoking and, and you should be fine. Don't slow down how much you're smoking, though. 15 to 20 is perfect. Okay, Dr. Jonathan. <laughs> Dr. J. I didn't say Dr. John. He would have got mad. <laughs> he doesn't like to be called John. I don't, or Johnny. What do you got next day, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy whose crotch is wide open to my forehand. <laughs> yeah. Don't threaten me with a good time. All right. Ryan writes. Hello, all. First time writing in. I've been listening religiously for over a year since I started working at a cigar shop here in Orlando. Thank you, Ryan. Second time we're hearing about Orlando. Orlando. I want to thank all of you for continuing the show, as a lot of my knowledge that I use on a daily basis comes from you. I'm excited to have finally subscribed to the Care Package Prime, as well as the Contenders Pack. Having smoked most of what is in it this year, I'm excited to try the other two to see what I'm missing. Hopefully, soon, I will be able to make my cigar pilgrimage to visit the set and the shops. It will be great to meet all of you in person. Love you to come up, Ryan, and uh, you probably want to wait, I would say, about four or five months at least, (laughs) Yeah, because the snow is coming down. We're all going down there, not the other way around. I did meet Dave and Ed when they came down to the podcast convention. I was wondering if that was the guy we met. Uh, you have all done an amazing job and impacted so many people. Here's to many more episodes. P.S. Mr. Jonathan, I feel your pain with tasting notes. I get a lot of flack for saying the Sin Compromiso is like a steak through a marshmallow. <laughs> Which I think actually was my flavor ta- profile on that one. He would know. Ryan, Ryan. He was the one that yeah, came over and he caught to us. Ed's voice. Yeah. Ed spoke when we got to the register. I didn't say anything. And Except Ed don't spoke. cut my cigar. Then he came over to us maybe 10, 15 minutes later mm-hmm. and said, are you Ed Sullivan? And I'm like looking at Ed like, what the hell? I'm famous. Well, my voice. Yeah. In- infamous. You are a cigar liberty. But well, he, no one ever sees him. No. He's behind the scenes. and uh, That's what makes his voice so distinct. Well, could be. Got that sing-song kind of whiny, bitchy tone. <laughs> that's you. Yeah, According that's to totally Nicholas, Jonathan. That's yeah. totally you. I didn't say he whines or bitches. I just said he has a whiny, bitchy <clears> tone. All right, can we squeeze one more in? Uh, I think we can. Aaron writes about Ashketball. Hello, gentlemen. Ah. Uh, I, my printer. Come on, you wrote this <clears> email. <throat> you should know it by heart. <laughs> I want to offer the idea of furthering classifying the rules of Ashketball. Okay, Ashketball is a game where you flick the ash <coughs> into the basket from so far away. Or the ashtray. Yeah. Uh, number one, 
the size of the hoop. I used my stinky ashtray from Perfect. this year's Two Guys Anniversary Party. Great. That works great. Uh, two, distance for the shot. Is it six feet for one point, eight feet for three points? And actually, I do believe that is correct since I laid out the court. Do you use a backboard? I have one, but I'm not sure I'm playing regulation. There's no backboards allowed. No, that's to be no, a swish. It's got to be real basketball players will tell you you don't use the backboard either. You, you're going for swishes all the time. That's right? not true. It's 100% no, true. No, what about the layup? That is not a shot. Yes, it is. No, it is not. That is a, a shot is the ball coming out of your hand. Uh, Therefore, um, it is a shot. You are making an attempt. You are taking a shot will at the basket. yield you a score, and sure, you use the backboard for that because you have so much forward momentum. Mm. But a shot is from the field, and you don't use the backboard for that. That's cheating. Hmm. Is it only three shots per cigar? And that kind of, I would say, is depending on how you're playing, you can kind of set the house rules for that. That's how we play here. Yeah, three shots. Back. Three shots, but there's stakes involved or were. Uh, also, best cigars for Ashkabal, for instance, I've found both the Nesta Miranda Special Selection Robusto and the La Giana Bambino to truly have fantastic Ashkabal construction. Keep Bambino, foreign cigar. Now, I'm wondering if that would be easier because... Certainly easier to flip yeah. as the cigar gets shorter. But you're probably only getting two shots out of that. I think I could get three. Because you want like an inch ash. And it's a four-inch cigar. Yeah. So you're left with an inch left. That's plenty of inches. I'm going to... That's what I tell my wife. So now, <laughs> something just came up, thought of this. I usually hold a cigar down at the very end, playing basketball. If I ended up choking up on the Hashtag. on the handle, <laughs> like in baseball, right? Choke up on the handle yeah. and shot it like that. You can't see it because this is audio only, but... Um, Good thing you just said like that. <laughs> wow, I think I just... New good, technique? I got a good technique here. Now, I've seen, I've seen the... Just uh, choke up on the cigar and you, and you got it. You got a short cigar. What's behind it doesn't matter from your fingertips. Right? I the prefer hashtag as the game. I know there's no video, but I just hashtag Jonathan. Yeah. Look at my ash on him. In the uh, 60s and 70s, they would throw free throws underhanded into Rick, the basket. Rick Barry was famous for that. Yeah. So I've seen people with basketball attempt the underhanded shot, but the problem with that is it's so much about timing, whereas if you flick it overhand, you can line the cigar up with the ash and do more of a push. It's more like a, a dart throw at that point. Exactly, and I, I have had better success with that. So as you go forward on the cigar, that's when you tap the cigar at, the, at that moment. Yeah, I, th I, I the, shoot it like a dart. Through, at so the it apex doesn't just, of the and you follow through like, exactly. like you're playing golf. Asketball. We haven't There's done that in a while. nothing mm -hmm. worse than premature ashulation. When you go to flick and the ash falls off backwards and lands on your arm, yeah. or you as, you as you're going forward just before you flick, it falls off mid-arc and just dribbles they down. They got the pills, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know that they do. No? Okay. Well... That's it. That was that was pretty solid. So this was the after show, and this Saturday coming up, Barry is not going to be here most likely, and Jonathan has a lot of, you have a lot more than that, right? I do. He's got a lot, so we're going to try to bang out a whole bunch of them so that we uh, don't throw them away, but uh, we want them to still come in, so... Send us it, um, your letters and stuff. It means a lot. I know you you guys uh, write to us, and we, we should have at least the dignity to... I do respond to most emails. Yeah. All right, that's it. 
See you Saturday on The Cigar Authority. Put the lid in in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.